everyone. Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. And today I'd like to welcome our special guest, Vernon Wright. How are you doing today, Vernon? I'm okay. Great to have you in the studio. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. All right. To start off, can you share where and when you were born and a little bit about your childhood? Well, I was born um, right on uh, number two, Isabella Street, mm-hmm. which is like um, right here, if you know, where the Habitat for Humanity place is, it's right across the yep. street, one block down. Okay. And the village is um, called the village of Cool Blow. So if you notice further down the street, is a street called Cool Blow. I didn't know so that. So it's a whole village, right? Mm. Um, 1958, Stay around there for, um, I think something like, I was, we moved on like the Eastside Project like when I was eight years old. I basically raised around there for like 30 years on the project and stuff. Um, and it was an adventurous childhood. Were you? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, me, it was like a combination of like um, Huckleberry Fun and um, Tom Sawyer them in the sense of like, you know, fishing, crabbing, going on the river. Um, and then, um, you know, playing football. I mean, if you've seen, like, that movie Sam Lot. Yeah. If you've ever seen that movie, right? Yeah. I would see that movie that kind of remind me of how we came up, except, you know, our thing was football and it was like baseball. Right. So, but I mean, it's a real adventure. We had places, um, we'd been at the tracks and whatnot. Some yeah. places called, like, the Black Trussle, the Cold Shoot, the mm-hmm. Y, the Burnout Dock. I mean, you know, crabbing, fishing. Just on the go. I mean, our parents didn't even know we went in after time. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel? But you felt like the city was your own. Oh yeah, my daughter bought it. I mean, you know, your playground. Yeah, that's how it went. You know, and the um, thing about it is, you know, in those areas I'm talking about, yeah, well, there wasn't like you know, say in the middle of the city, it's kind of mm-hmm. like I said on the side, like the tracks and by the right. river. Yeah. So a lot of people don't even know about them. The guys knew about them. Like I said, our sisters there, a lot of women. You know, never even know about them places to this day. They never been back there. Really? Yeah. But places you see where they're building a lot of the condominiums and all that, yeah. you know, all over some of these areas mm-hmm. like that. Um, a place called the desert. You mm-hmm. know, you just walk the tracks. You can just walk the track and you had places, places, places like yeah. that. That's and cool. so, like, um, you know, it was just like you can go out in the desert. We call it the desert. And it would be like, it was actually a cold, like, um, I think go back to like the Civil War. And I find that out like years later. What? Like that, right? Yeah. You go back there and I mean, if somebody you know, kill you, they'll probably never find a body. That's I'm crazy. telling you like that wow. right there. And you would walk and you hit these like little hills. You walk long distance and you hit these other hills till you come to the river. But sometimes in between the hills, it was just like, um, like a fortification or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like to so read. The young, we didn't know nothing. We just playing around. Yeah. But they did have some articles and um, post some Korean like through the years, you know, about what it was. Like that's that. Cool. Yeah, but it was like wild rabbits back there. We might take like a, you know, somebody had a little um, BB gun or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we used to see hunters back there. Oh. Actual hunters with hound dogs, you know, so. Oh. Yeah. Right there on, um, basically, I said, um, East Coast, 
mm-hmm. Charleston, directly over there. Right. You can go to the uh, with a Pepsi Cola plant. Yeah. You take that road straight down. Okay. So you'll get to the, what they call a um, black trussle. And that's like a track. But it's like yeah. a trussle. Yeah. Then you can go through and like you walk through these um, like a wooded area and you come up and then you see you get to the um, thing called like the cold um, the cold shoot. It was like a cold tuple. That's what they Actually, the name was a cold tuple back in the days. Oh. But if um, you remember the old Copper River Bridge, yeah. if you was coming across the oldest or the old Copper River Bridge, you would see all these things, you know, coming into the city mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, it was like an old um, chill house. All yeah. that was back then. We used to play in all that stuff. You did? Yeah. Oh, man. That's right. Do you have a favorite uh, incident that you can recall that happened when you were on your adventures with your crew back there? <laughs> Uh, a couple of them. A couple. Well, tell me yeah. one of them. I mean, um, one, one day, this guy, Everett Montgomery, you know, them boys would be playing around so much, right? So just like we walking on the tracks, so I'm saying it's like super hard. You know, we had to take our shirt off, no um, water, you know, shade and nothing like that. So, you know, guy would be like, you know, slapping your head and, you know, kicking you and all kind of stupid <laughs> stuff. So, you know, he used to be doing it to me all the time. So I was telling him, man, you know, I start playing, start playing. Yeah. So one day, this particular day, I went in the mood to do that. So I was doing that at the home, and um, he was super mad, ready to fight, right? So what happened is, well, he walked, I had basically stopped doing that to him. But look, he, he was about to step on a water moccasin coil like that. Whoa. That's why I pushed him. And then he was like, man, come, you know, he was like super, he was like at the end of the line, you know. Yeah. I mean, I showed him the water moccasin, man, thank you, you know, like that, right? That's yeah, crazy. So, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> I think we did kill it. You know, you can't do that these days in time. But he was coming up, he was thinking like that. <laughs> what were your parents and grandparents like? Uh, you know, good peoples, you know, ordinary folks and stuff like that. Um, my mother was from Adam, Al, it's called Alvin, South Carolina. My father from Adams Run. And, um, you know, they came up, you know what I'm saying, through like descendants of people who was enslaved or whatever like that. Yeah. So, you know, all them come to Charleston like a migration point. So all them came to Charleston, they made up and stuff. And, um, you know, they did what they could do for us, you know, which was good. I mean, you know, they ain't even rich or nothing like that. Like that old story of what you see. But, you know, we um, survived. And, um, you know, we it. <laughs> you know, had food, clothing, and shelter, the basic three. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, stuff like... Um, my mother and my mom were saying, like, when we were, like, they tell us these, like, the impression they give me, right? Like, the stories and stuff like that, you know, they was tell us when we was little. Right. So one particular was um, ghost stories, stories of the olden days. Yeah. Like that, right? So that was a story, like, my mother used to tell, and, um, you know, we go in the country and stuff like that. My grandma and I used to tell. Yep. So just like, um, you know, in the country, Alvin, South Carolina, it was like, you know, back in the NBA's early 60s, there were no... Like, you know, um, they had no electricity at first. Right. See what I'm saying? Yep. So basically we would, um, had the kerosene lamp, the old stove, you know, with the, I forget what they call them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to put the um, wood and stuff like that and mm-hmm. they cook off of that. And um, the kids would be sitting around and the elder would be sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, they're telling us these stories of olden days and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, you would see like, you know, I mean, it was like a moral to the story. See, that's what I was saying. Like, you see how, like, the TV have replaced the elders with that thing. Everybody sitting around looking at the TV, but there's no moral to the story no more. Mm-hmm. Like that. See what I'm saying? Do you remember so, any story in particular that one of the elders <laughs> told that? Um, but any story, but, like, the ghost story, right? Yeah. Like that, right? Um, 
know how true this is, but it was like, you know, my uncle, they, um, I know you tell me a story one time, but like, you know, they look out the window, and I guess it was from the moonlight. Like I said it wasn't light up. It was super dark out there. You put your hand like that, you can't even see it. But, you know, they said like the uncle coming, he was, you know, little, you know, doing a little drinking, a little tipsy and stuff like that. Matter of fact, he had a bottle of liquor like that, right? So he looking at him coming, and like he was like, you know, kind of like frightened or something like that. You know, just something, you know, what's wrong with him or something like that. So, you know, closer he get, you know, um, he still was kind of like struggling or something like that. He ain't seen nobody, nah. But when he get home, they said like, he said that he bought the bottle of liquor, it was full. When he get home, the bottle was half full. Like that, right? Man, you see that dude fighting me and stuff like that? Nah, man, but I'm just saying, you know, you wonder about that, you see like the combination of, um, you know, liquor called spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, spirit, oh, and you well, dealing with like. that together. Yeah, yeah, you're dealing with like, um, it's like that religion of African voodoo, and you know, they're like, yeah. you see them blow the liquor, yeah. stuff like that. It's a thing, and the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, you know, communion, same thing, liquor or wine, or whatever, like that. Um, another one um, called the Plat Eye, and that's basically part of like the Gullah Geechee stories, right. like that. So, you know, it was supposed to have been like this creature or something like that, they didn't know no about called the Plat Eye. And so, again, you know, you little kids, you know, you scared, and, um, I'm listening to this, listening to this all my life and stuff. So, you know, my mother, my mother died in like 78. But hey, years later, uh, one Sunday, Public TV got a show called Tales of the Old South. So they were showing these, you know, this pop-up, you know what I'm saying, just like uh, Sunday morning or something like that. But um, they start talking about these old Tales of the South. And they sure enough start talking about the plat eye. So I think these tales might have came out of like Africa, like yeah. with that Br'er Rabbit type mm-hmm. thing and stuff like that, you know. Passed down. Yeah. Well, I, I know so. Charleston is definitely famous for ghosts <laughs> and ghost stories. So it's really interesting to see that, like, because I, I think it's a new thing because I, I just moved here like two years ago. So this being famous for being in a ghost town kind of mm-hmm. thing is new to me. And it's really interesting to hear that it's old to you guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> that this has been going on for a really long time. And I'm like, okay, wow. Well, I guess there's really some deep experiences with ghosts here. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, you know, I believe in like the, we see, um, you know, the spirit world in mm-hmm. a sense, you know, the ancestors and stuff like they um, show like a Black Panther, mm-hmm. but the guy went into the realm of the ancestor. Right, yeah, I don't believe yeah. that you know, they're around us right now. You know, we've been uh, some kind of um, spirit being, you know, before we get here in the physical form, yeah, I tell totally. we're going back to that, you know, when we um, pass on mm-hmm. of, of some physical form. So, you know, um, I believe in that. Now, one thing people were saying that because of the lighting, you can't see the spirits no more. See, that's what I'm saying. But Alvin, the stuff was so dark. I mean, I was stayed up here in 1979. I was telling my mother died in 78, so I stayed here for one year in 79, right? And so it was the same house my granddaddy had built this house. You could go outside and put your hand like that. You can see nothing. Really? Hey? So I'm just saying, this ain't necessarily like a, a spirit thing, mm-hmm. but um, if you ever heard about the universal sound, you kind of more associated with under your matter of fact, it's called OM, O-H-M. Yeah. OM. Um, um, mm-hmm. I'm telling people. Like when you meditate. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling people, I remember, never forget one night, I went outside. I mean, I was inside the old house, right? And that sound, I, caught, I mean, that sound came from like the heavens. Wow. And it got so loud. Silence got loud. I'm telling you, complete, because it was complete silence. It was nothing. I actually burnt out of stereo I had. I can't take it no more. I mean, every night I would sleep with this, um, you know, stereo on until I burnt out the um, motor or whatever yeah. like that. 
But the song got so loud, I had to like, hey, hey you know what I mean? Start yeah. slapping and start yeah. hauling just to bring some, you know. Drowned it out. Yeah, and it was coming from, like went outside, you can hear them coming from the heavens like that. I'm telling you, that's wow. what happened. It was like silence got too loud. Oh, this is very enlightening stuff here. And uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm Jay Smith, along with my co-host Summer Anderson. And we're talking to Vernon Wright today, a little bit about his life, and he's sharing some uh, pure Charlestonian ghost stories with us. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we're just going to listen to a song that uh, Mr. Wright has picked out called Prodigal Son by Steel Post. So enjoy the music, and thanks for listening to OHM Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial radio station. Turn your back on Thank you so much for tuning in to 96.3 FM Ohm Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial, local radio station. We're broadcasting live from Workshop at 1503 King Street inside the Ohm Radio studio. My name is Summer Anderson, and along with Jay Smith, we're the host of Tales from the Manor. For those of you just joining us, we're talking with Vernon Wright about spirits, Charleston, and childhood. And now we're going to dive into this song you chose. What a great song. Um, I had no idea who Still Pulse was, full confession, but a lovely addition to my music collection and very um, moving too. I was listening to, I even printed out the lyrics. That's how deep I got into it because it was so like, okay, it was a vibe, but also just like there's a deeper message in it. And then just even the song title, Prodigal Son, um, and relaying 
into the actual lyrics of the work of the song and then you, when I think about prodigal son I think about you know in the bible the parable that Jesus told in Luke um about the prodigal son and then he uh he squanders his inheritance and <laughs> returns home and then finds out that his father forgives him and everything and then the song is talking about uh how the depression has returned and how there's like a famine and um, Sodom and Gomorrah has returned and if you think about Sodom and Gomorrah that's a fallen city in the Bible so uh, it really was interesting and I was like okay so this is really talking about the the fall of like the culture and us like returning to what that is what the culture is and um, how we are not only we're forgiving ourselves for wandering kind of thing and not staying true or uh is that what you take away from the song or am i just <laughs> on my own soapbox <laughs> yeah um basically that but you know i never really um kind of relate like to say the bible what it i kind of read about you know african culture mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying in the sense of people script of our name culture inheritance and everything so knowing that you know the reggae um is jamaican they conscious so that's you know they kind of lean toward that you yeah. know saying uh, so I forget the fucking um, part of the lyric, but they say, but um, go forth with your books. Yeah. So again, with me, um, I'd already like, you know, start collecting, studying African history. I got books and everything like that. So when I heard the song, it's like click, because it's like, the group was out before I had, you know, like, um, know about that particular song. Mm -hmm. But if I find out about a group, I'm like, man, you know, I got, what else they got? You got to so find I go out more. back. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, that was one of the first albums they had, and I think on the 76 or something like that, you know. But um, I definitely like um, the protocol son of returning back to your African culture. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm saying more than um, like the biblical thing, like that. You know. Yeah, yeah I was just, I just it does, it does, it does found the the message in between it, oh, like yeah. the correlation, oh, yeah. because even if it is not like really a biblical thing, the mm -hmm. idea behind it, because it was a parable that he oh, was yeah. talking about in the first place, oh, yeah. and just like okay, we've wandered kind of squandered things away and then so it relates to it and I think they did a great job yeah. at showing the message in a what I call a vibey way yeah. so <laughs> still post um, you know being um, real artists you know the end of the Bible right yeah like that, so you know, you know they might have come from that perspective yeah but, um, are they Rastas? yeah yeah, yeah. They, they matter of fact they are out of London you know by way of Jamaica yeah like a lot of people blacks over there and stuff yeah. so I was saying um he came on Bob Marley still was loving, I think, the very first Sun Splash. Or the second one, it was in there. Like that, right? So you see them, you see them through the years, you see how they done evolve, right. looks and everything else, right? Yeah. So the lead singer is um, David Hines. They played down here several times. Matter of fact, I still got those tickets double when they was to like Michigan's, oh. places like that, you know, back in the days. But um, it's a David Hines is the lead singer, you know, standing outside, just like him. He used to still pulse, what? Maurice White is the Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Chris Miller was an impression or something like that. Once mm -hmm. these people go, you can still have the group going on. The, the wheel is still going on, yeah. but it ain't the same without Bob Marley. Right. You know, and this guy got the a heart. unique, that's right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, you know, he got a unique voice. I mean, that's one song. Mm -hmm. They got albums, um, I recommend listening to this last album they did, African Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And he got some rappers on there, and you know, they started to stay modernized and stuff like that, right? But, um, it's the song, uh, Born Free Rebel. I got a song called Born Free Rebel, right? So 
even the fact that I mean, they're like reggae, but then they, 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 they give Malcolm X props, Martin Luther King props, the Black right. Panther props, like that, right? You got an old album back in them same days called Trumpet to the Martyrs. Mm-hmm. You see this album cover, it's like Mount Rushmore, but it's Mar- Mar- Marcus Garvey, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right. or Malcolm X, people like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, so they always um, be more than reggae. They're like a whole, you know, black right. diaspora, black liberation type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm re- anticipating this um, documentary called uh, Dread Town. Dread Town. Yeah, uh-huh. Steel Pulse. The story of Steel Pulse. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they already got this. They, I have this documentary, um, The Door of No Return. And that's a song on, like, the African Holocaust CD, like that, right? But they did the um, documentary on it, which that dealing with you know um, slave castles and uns- enslaved castles right. in Ghana, like that, right? The Door of No Return. What's people returning to it? Who has been the kindest to you in your life? Probably my mother. Your mom. Yeah, What's mother, her name? Daughter. Uh, Geraldine um, Wright, you know, oh, Slash okay. Williams. Yeah. 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 My daughter about it. You know, nobody can be like your mom's, you know. Yeah. 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 She's a good mom. Oh, yeah. My daughter about it. Is that who you would mom. go to when you would cry? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. It was a little small, small. Yeah, like a bigger, no more crying. No more of that. Yeah, you got to be tough. Chunk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you was around there, you better. Yeah. That's Did right. you have any nicknames growing up? Yeah, right now, this is the um, Sam Dog. I like that. See, and that's like, what it is, you see all these dogs, you know, yeah. my dog, my dog, <laughs> you know, I'm the original, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an original dog. Oh, that's see, a good t-shirt, we could get that made for you. I appreciate it, appreciate I'm the original it. Yeah. dog. <laughs> I got you, thank you, thank you, I love that. Yeah, because I'm around, you see, um, there was like these different dogs, I'm just saying, this was a nickname people had, you know, it was like Sam's. Sam Black, Sam Devil, Sam Blue, Sam Drucker, and different street line street stumpers, Reed Street Rogues, different like not no them gangs, but you know, not in the sense of shooting up each other like these cowards doing now and stuff like that. So I basically um picked the Sam and the dog for a tough name. I combined the two. I like that. Like that, right. So, you know, you got a name like that, then you won't be able to try to um, you know, back it up. <laughs> but I took that to another level once I get into African culture mm-hmm. and I took that to Samori Dogan. Yep. You know, from the great warrior Samori Touré yep. and the Dogan tribe right. from Mali. Mm. So I just take that. So a lot of people had the know history me. backing you up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I want to find an African river with Sam with it. African river with, like, you know, dog. I'm mm. a dog with the Dogan. Right. Yeah. So um, a lot of people, some people know me by that. You know, a lot of cultural people and stuff like that. Mm. Then other people like, mm, what, just on the east side squeaking about like that. Mm. Either call me Sam, they call me Dog. I mean, you know, I had a lady, um, Henry's son. You know, yeah, you going to that Sam horse house, Sam Carl. She got mama dog. She would just call me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nice. being a native Charlestonian, can you talk a little bit about how you've seen the city change and what your feelings are about that? Uh, well, you know, take a case, for instance, I mean, if you go back to the 60s, mm-hmm. you think you're like, um, you know, Fuff Avenue, but black people. Yeah. I'm telling you, black people, black people, black people, excuse me, pardon me. I mean, you're walking through crowds and crowds of people, right? So now with the um, you know, gentrification slash ethnic cleansing of the black people from Charleston, so I'm saying, you see it's um, different. A lot of people, a lot of, I don't even go down there. I don't even feel comfortable down there. You know, wow. my so-called own city. <clears throat> yeah. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people feel that way. In your old neighborhood. You know yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're all east side, west side, wherever like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but even in the project, maybe a little less, but you know, you know, when we wouldn't walk around there back in them days, they would fear it. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some people might not do nothing, but some people might have done some violence. I just, you know, you know, thought about that, you know. I tell them, well, um, the original bridge run, when you come to that neighborhood, you run across the bridge. 
some bricks and butters on you. You know, I feel know that, you know, daughter butter. On uh, a project, I mean, like the most feared, you know, like, like gang, we morphed into that, but Jackson Street Panthers. Y'all can look that up, Jackson Street Panthers. Wow. Right, and they actually started out, just like the Crips and the Bloods and all them, mm-hmm. Gangster Disciples and all them in Chicago, they started out positive as a community organization, like a, because they're part of the Black Panthers, you knew them. But as time went on, you know, the first generation kind of go away, and then the other one came up, so it became more like the Jackson Street Mob. And then, you know, the older guys, they start coming on our side, so it became like the Boulevard Snakes, because that's the Boulevard Snakes. So they was more, we more positive, I'm gonna say, like that, you know, but the other one was just like, you know, stop beating up black people, you done lost the message, you, you know what I'm saying, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So I turning on each other and stuff like that. But, um, so, you know, um, just that, I'm saying, you know, it definitely changed with that. And I don't necessarily like, let's say, like it. You right. know what I'm saying? But ain't nothing, um, you know, we're going to do at the moment. Vernon, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to ask you, because we've been talking about your life and everything and um, your different experiences with culture and just you in general, I just would like to know, how would you like to be remembered? Uh, do a man that, you know, searched out his culture and found it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, back to the roots. That's about it. I mean, like, um, a butchery or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the funeral. Don't necessarily remember no church, because I ain't no go to church. Don't necessarily tell me about Jesus, but don't necessarily believe in that. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They don't need to lie. That's These preachers, you know, they are great lies. They get paid to lie. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? But um, more like, you know, have one day a man that finally found his roots and searched them out, you know. Mm-hmm. I even took the um, Ancestry.com DNA, and it came out, which I knew anyway, but Ghana and Ivory Coast. You know, so it's basically um, the two highest percentage like that. And then, you know, other African countries and stuff like that. You know, but um, I knew I kind of knew a little bit about Ghana. You know, even dealing with, like I said, you know, the um, you know, trans-satanic slave trade coming from West Africa. You know, even like, I remember, um, I Oprah Winfrey was in um, Henry Louis Gates, Find yeah. Your Roots. Yeah. Yeah, she said, you know, when he did hers, if she came from Liberia. Uh-huh. Oh, she thought she was from um, South Africa. You know, you should know. I'm not saying there, you know, there was some enslavement going on there, but you should know you went from West Africa. Like 99.9% of Africans don't come from there. If you go um, Jamaica, Trinidad, Uruguay, whatever, right. that's the area you came from. You know, mm-hmm. so she millionaire and all that, billionaire, whatever. You don't know nothing about dealing with your roots. You know, so there's a whole series of books you can get. Um, African prisons in early Asia, African prisons in early Europe, the Americas, the um, you know, um, the Moors. I mean, you know, the Moors, been in right. Europe and stuff like that, yeah. you know, black Muslims. Mm. Yeah, so um, that's deep. Amazing. Yeah, you know, so interesting. In school, nothing. Yeah. You've done a lot of work and a lot of studying. Years and years. Thank you for tuning in and supporting independent media, local music, and live public affairs programming. OMA is a listener-supported station and relies on listeners and donors like you to stay on the air. You can donate and learn more about upcoming events and our programming schedule at www.omradio963.org. Thank you so much, Vernon, for being with us today. Okay. Yeah, so thank you so much for giving us a little cultural education today. <laughs> You're Great looking at some of them things I was telling you about too now. Music and all yeah, that. I've got a Vernon list. Right, <laughs> we may have to have a part two with Vernon. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next time.